Yes, indeed. Who would know besides your mother, right? And so the little clip there from Magical Mystery Tour, your mother should know. Who would know if Paul had been replaced? Well, Paul's mother was dead at the time, having died of cancer. But, you know, maybe Bill's mother could tell them apart, right? But anyway, so you are listening to Incendiary Radio with Mr. Robert Rayvolt. Unfortunately, Mr. Robert Rayvolt is off for this evening. I'm Frederick C. Blackburn, a.k.a. Blackbird 9. I'm filling in. And uh, we're going to open up the phone lines for the rest of the show. So if you want to call in and get on on the fun conversation on Mother's Day, tell me what you're doing on Mother's Day. 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. Or toll free at 800-313-9443. So, uh, Mr. Producer, could you connect with Chance in West Virginia, please? Mr. Chance, how are you this evening, sir? Hello, Snack Chaxter. How are you? Doing great. Okay, I'm 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 sorry to hear about your mama too. Um, I lost my mama. She was only seventy-two back in 2014, and Mother's Day is a extremely rough day for me. Uh, uh, but you mentioned before uh, Alistair Crowley. Were you aware that Barbara Bush 
is rumored to be the illegitimate daughter of Aleister Crowley. I have you heard? heard that, that, you know, he was quite the sire, and so many of these people in you know, those circles were actually sired by him rather than their, you know, uh, legal husband and wife, et cetera, you know. And I, but I had heard that about Barbara Bush, and uh, it's yeah. very interesting when you are looking into this. Uh, it's a very weird subject matter, but yeah, these societies do exist. And you know, another one is you know who was Chelsea Clinton's real biological father because he doesn't Webster look like Hubble, Bill. Wasn't it? Webster Hubble. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say to you to get off the topic a little bit. I really appreciate you putting the emphasis on Mother's Day. I, um, you know, ever since my mama passed away, she was only 72, and since she passed away, I cannot hear a song with the word mama or mother in it. I lose it, you know? Oh, I have to I'm get so up sorry. And, well, it's, hey. It's hard. Yes, well, uh, uh, you know, I have to get up and leave the room. But you know what the good thing is, though, Snackster? A minute later, I smile. A minute or two minutes later, I smile because all the good memories come flooding back, you know? That's the thing, and, yeah. Remember the good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the way I see it is if I should ever... I'm 63 now. My mama was young. She had me when she was only 18, so she would only be... 81 years old this year, if you know if she was still alive. But uh, if ever there should come a time when I become mentally feeble or mentally incapacitated and I don't have those memories, then I know it's time for me to go. That's how I look at it. Because without that memory, you know, I mean, that's how I look at it. I, what do you think about that? Uh, oh, question? well, it's so hard because one of these you know, things that the trading post, our good service and solutions for all creatures great and small, is we do a lot of elder care. And unfortunately, that deals with a lot of dementia and Alzheimer's uh, people. And it is so tragic uh, that, you know, these people, you know, they don't know who you are. They don't know who their families yeah. are. They don't know who they are themselves. And my, my, my daddy, my daddy had Alzheimer's. Right. In his later years. My mama, she passed away from cancer right. at a young right. age. But, but yeah. uh, uh, you know, the, thing, the point is this, Snackster, for all those listening, if you have a mama who's still alive, hug her. Yes. Definitely. All right. Good call. Anything else tonight? Well, all I could say is, you know, one day they're there, the next day they're gone. So show her that you love her. Hug her, give her a kiss, and appreciate the one who loves you more than anybody ever will in the world. In the world, that's right. Yes, nobody will love you as much as your mama. With that, Snackster, God bless you, and have a good night. You too. Thanks for calling. Great call. Okay, Mr. Producer, can we get Miss Catherine in Virginia, please? Miss Catherine, how are you this evening? Frederick, how are you? I'm I'm also very um, sorry about your mother and especially the circumstances under which it happened. And, you know, that's what the Jew does. It divides us and makes us fight each other while they 
snicker in the background and rub their hands. And I think my father was killed with the... He was 95, but I saw him on FaceTime when he was dying, and I'm sure that they used, you know, the Midazolam or the um, Remdesivir, you know, or one of the other drugs that they used to sedate and kill old people. And someone else, you know, very significant, died like a month after, you know, and... Um, I, I think it was planned. He had Alzheimer's, and uh, he was in World War II also. He was 95 in 2020. But what I wanted to say about, and I think you have a different opinion on me on the reversals, you know, the, the playing backwards on the Beatles. Right. Okay. Now, I have tape recorded so many people, and the reversals, I mean... Amazing. You get things like like how they would talk in real life. Like, you can't be doing that. Uh, I heard from uh, Ryan Dawson, you know, when he was talking about these pedophiles. There was one um, where it was like an Israeli Jewish guy trying to get people to come to the Holy Land, to Israel, you know, trying to get Christians to come there. And what he said in reverse was, you know, like it was a bad killing, like the, the wife and the, the woman was really, you know, terrible. People have got to start doing that, and you you find who's really telling the truth, and you find things that's almost you feel embarrassed to know. But they well, say, and, and our, good friend, our good friend Monica talking about the burning of, you know, the bombing of Dresden, um, she said in reverse, you know, these are women and children, exactly in reverse, these are women and children. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you know, I can do it on my phone, it's like a free program. Um, you know, if I have my computer on, then I can, you know, tape record it and play it backwards. But I don't know that those reversals were... Um, engineered i don't know that they can engineer that well that was the whole thing of they considered a new art form and a lot of it came from uh uh, uh bukowski and uh the uh, oh the other guy um i don't know that guy uh, but anyway that they're hanging out in the hip you know london crowd right and that was when the you know, tape recorders become readily available and they were doing, you know, saying something forward and then playing it backwards and then see if they could mimic it backwards, record uh -huh. it, and then it would sound like what they had said. So that idea of learning to speak backwards. And then you've, you know, researched Aleister Crowley and part of his yeah, whole they were school doing was it. on this. And, but it's more about, you know, John Lennon had... Um, like a year when he escaped Yoko Ono, um, and I think was living in Los Angeles. But speak more about that. Like, I've read the um, uh, Dave McGowan book about the Hollywood Hills, the, um, oh, I can't think of the name, you know. But way before the 60s thing was set up, even in the 1920s, there were murder, like the, the house that Frank Zappa wound up occupying, that belonged to, I think, a 
you know, 20s or 30s, probably, uh, film star, cowboy film star, something mixed. And there were all kinds of murders there then also. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just when you start mapping this out in timelines... When you start mapping yeah. this out on the timeline, you, you say, wow, they were here, and these murders happened, and these people were here, and these murders happened. And it's interesting that May Pang uh, went with John, and, you know, he supposedly, uh, they had a thing while he was, you know, estranged from Yoko, mm-hmm. and that's also in part of the I Am A Phony lore, that there's, you know, something still with May Pang and John Lennon. So there's some history there, which I find very interesting. I never liked Yoko Ono. I think she's like satanic. She has no talent. She's probably a Jew. I mean, she, her, her family were bankers in Japan. Right. You know, and you know, she wrote the you know album. Yes, I am a witch. You know, she, Oh. It talks about being into these things like the spirit cooking and all of that other. And that's why I'm like, you know, this, there's more here to the Beatles story than just, you know, guys making music or playing stuff backwards that, you know, I think they were hitting at what was going on with these pedophile circle, circles, uh, you know, yeah, they have way to before we were ready for part, it. That's part of the karma is that they have to tell us in a cryptic way and if people don't get it because they they don't you know they're good people and they don't think anybody could be that evil if they don't get it then that's on them exactly. that's like that's their get out of hell free card right and that's the thing is normal people just can't fathom zabatine frankist evil in its reality it's just you. We don't. Th- we're not wired to think that way, but mm-hmm. it exists, and that's one of the things I think we're going to really have to face. Uh, that you know, this is a situation. I mean, we got this many children missing, and you mm-hmm. know, being abducted and trafficked by people. And the like FBI Epstein. doesn't keep track of the missing children. You know that, right? I learned right. that from Kathy O'Brien's book years ago. And, you know, other people have repeated it. The FBI does not keep track of all the missing children. And, and, you know, they throw people off of all these platforms and YouTube, but they're out selling children. Pedophilia stays up there. Like nobody's business, you know, rape. Everything, everything degenerate stays up there. But if you try to expose the chicken swingers and their Holocaust lie, now, or their oh. COVID lies. Oh, you can't You're say not. that. That's hate facts. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know all this pedophile stuff. You know, it's, it's all over Facebook and Twitter. You know. Um, yeah, and there, so, they said they were selling children in Wayfair. The right. Company Wayfair. Yeah. And, you know the idea. Uh, of, you know, well, you think you know when Meyer Lansky basically did the coup, another 9-11 back in, I think, 32 with uh, Lucky Luciano. 
you know, they took over organized crime in America, and you think, you know, that entailed, you know, drugs and prostitution and human trafficking, you know, that these people were slavers, you know, they were moving people around ever since then, and, you know, supplying the celebrities in Hollywood, I mean, it just how dark has Hollywood, how dark has New York always been, right, mm-hmm. and, but now we're just being forced to look at this information, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they, they just, uh, it, what is so paradoxical, or I can't say the name, the word right, but it's, they, they don't want to leave us alone. They don't want to have their own country. <laughs> you know, they have Israel. That's why, you know, so much blood, sweat, and tears, and, a, 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 you know, a million Christians died. So they could have Palestine, but they won't fucking go there. They won't go there because they want the whole world. That's just the management center there. That's just the place. That's just the hole in the wall for the criminals to run to, like Crazy Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. Jewish criminals. Sanctuary and a a university for budding crooks, as Uncle A said. But But at the same time, at the same time, they, you know, they do all this evil. They say all this evil. It's in all their books. Their rabbis say all this evil about <laughs> us. But they won't leave. They won't get out. And they push the story about how they're victims. It's they're just, always the victims, yes. It's, too, it's just too insane while they're, you know, cutting children's penises off and cutting women's breasts off and... Children, children, like yes. the doctor. <sighs> oh, and, yeah, they're bragging about it, that they've infiltrated the universities here in North Kakalaki at ECU, mm-hmm. University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and Duke, bragging that they're doing this transgender, you know, affirmative care from, mm-hmm. on two-year-olds, right? Oh. You know, it's like, that's supposed to be so heard progressive. That yeah. But that's, you know, if I... It's like nothing you can do. Like you go to college, you think, oh, you're learning something, you're getting ahead. If I would have known the truth earlier, I think I would have done myself in. (laughs) I mean, how they control everything, everything. And, uh, you know, maybe Jesus will come back soon because it's really... Yeah, I don't know if things were always this horrible, and we just didn't, you know, people just didn't see it, or if it's like at that point, you know, where the water is going out the drain and then it speeds up at that point. I don't know. That acceleration point. Yeah, the end. All right, well, we've got a couple more callers, so anything else tonight? Yeah, you take care. It's nice to finally talk to you, and I'm sorry about your mother. Well, it's thank hard you to so lose much. Your mom. I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thank okay, bye now. Mr. Producer, can we have Mr. Mike in Kentucky, please? Mr. Mike, are you there? Well, yeah, I'm here, I think. Uh, well, happy Sunday, good sir. like a dream. <laughs> uh, I was just looking up that quote from, I think it's, uh, there's two different uh, people that said, uh, apparently, some call it uh, Marxism, but I call it Judaism. 
somebody quoted that earlier today, and I was like, you know, I thought I'd have heard that, and I try, I couldn't remember who they said quoted it, so I sat around a few minutes and looked that up. And a couple of things you were talking about uh, Alzheimer's, and um, uh, I don't know, it's a if for some people it's something like a fourteen year ordeal. I know of uh, two sisters and a brother that lived it for over a decade. One spent the last 14 years of her life in a nursing home where she had worked. She just worked until the day she checked herself in. And uh, in researching this, uh, it looks like there's something called the Bredesen Protocol. Have you heard of that? B-R-E-D. Yeah, B-R-E. It's all E's. B-R-E-D-E-S-E-N. This guy developed it. As the concept became known that in a lot of cases it is type 3 diabetes. In in other words, your brain can't metabolize sugar like it should for some reason. And uh, one of the things that this guy had good results for, including a neurosurgeon who was uh, couldn't drive anymore. He put him on his Bredesen protocol, which is basically a uh, ketosis diet with uh, virtually no animal protein and no carbohydrates, no sugar, no alcohol. And then you feed the brain with medium-chain triglycerides, meaning, you know, basically coconut oil, up to six to nine tablespoons a day, or the medium-chain fatty acids. And uh, he tried to, I don't know if he's still trying to do it, but he was trying to do a network of clinics across the country to uh, kind of uh, customize the treatment plan for each uh, person that was experiencing dementia, but as I've researched this, there is a school of thought that goes back a few years that uh, is looking at what could be causing it, and we are now seeing supposedly genetically susceptible individuals in their 40s getting Alzheimer's. Well, if you go back, you know, about 40 years, I think a lot of our uh, meat uh, industry started radically changing with a lot more cured meats and, uh, you know, (laughs) things that uh, are highly processed, uh, even I think in some cases uh, they use carbon monoxide on the meat, you know, chopped and formed, everything but the oink products. And so there's a couple of studies out of California, uh, a couple of universities, uh, different places, have looked at prions, which are the misfolded proteins associated with mad cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, those go across different animal species besides cows. Uh, and so you, you wonder how could that be happening? You know, how is it that squirrels and and uh, deer uh, were getting this uh, chronic wasting disease blamed on prions? And for a long time, they were putting animal protein in the cow's feed. They called it... Uh, HAP, processed animal protein. And in England, last spring, they they allow processed animal protein again in the cow's feed, as long as it doesn't include any cow. <laughs> All right. But uh, so uh, there's a, a hint there that we could have a kind of a zombie apocalypse. It's about 40 years in the making. Is what, right. Uh, That's one of the things when you look at H.G. Uh, Wells' book of things to come he always talks about the wandering sickness plague 
right? Well, and people just forgetting who they were and would just wander off. And, you know, from that point on, they didn't know who they were anymore. And the most humane thing to do was to just put them down, right? And yeah, so that's a really prescient Estimate, look Estimates of, vary. Like uh, 2040 to 2050, there'll be 60 million people involved in the care for these folks. Right. But... Anyway, uh, just some rabbit trails to research. On the music gig, you know, I, I started doing a country music video program in 1997 or 98 on this local TV station. They asked me to help out with their whole staff walked out because they were about to run out of money. And this guy knew me and said, hey, what are you doing? And so I took the job, on, and uh, it wasn't long, and they asked me to do a news program, and I started using the Internet. And was I was a local Alex Jones, you might say, before anybody knew who he was. People were like, where are you getting your news and stuff? But anyway, Mutt Lang, if you're familiar with who he is, uh, I think he was associated with the Stairway to Heaven, Robert Plant, uh, helped to produce that. And that's exactly what they did. They used a reel-to-reel deck and experimented with the, the lyrics. And on the Internet, digitally, it doesn't sound the same as it does on the old record album. So when you play that thing backwards, the lyrics say something like, if there's a bustle in your hedgerow, it's a long road. It's just the spring before the May Queen. And I had an early goth girl in 1989 or 90, somewhere in there, take the record and flip it over on a turntable. I'd never heard this done. And when you play that backwards, it says, my sweet Satan, 666. It just pops out. You know, mm-hmm. and then it goes, pop, my sweet Satan, six, it clears the bell. And so... In 1999, Shania Twain kicked off this uh, Rock This Country tour in the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. And the beginning and the end of the video, it came to the station on three-quarter deck uh, tape. And it starts and ends with the same shot reversed of a camera flying over that big pentagram of their you know, stage that has like three five-point stars on it. And it spins right as it goes over that stage one way at the beginning of the video, and at the end of the video, it does the other. So I copied it over to a super VHS deck. It's all pre-digital. And I could play on that jog shuttle wheel. I could play it backwards exactly at one speed, you know, at the, at the proper speed backwards. So in that Shania Twain video, I hear several different phrases that pop out, like, uh, I can hardly eat. This hag has no words. And she's prancing around in this satin suit on uh, stage, and it's hard to tell whether she's saying, enjoying Satan or enjoying sailing. Yeah. <laughs> it also uh, goes through what sounds like the names of several pagan female gods, like Ananu or whatever. Anyway, I copied it over to... Uh, or I digit, captured it digitally uh, using a, a digital camera, and it's up on YouTube. But YouTube pulled the rug out from underneath the annotations feature after I did that. I spent a lot of time in annotating what I thought I heard. So I have a short version and a long version of that. Oh, but wow. uh, when I found out she was married to Mutt Lang, and he was you know, associated with uh, Led Zeppelin, and that backwards lyrics, I was like... Oh, wow, these guys are serious because nobody could play that backwards at that time. Right. And the only people that saw that video, intro and outro, were professionals that got the unedited copy. When you see it on the music channels like Country Music Television or whatever, you don't hardly see the beginning and the ending of the video. They always chop it off. But uh, 
is it makes you wonder. They were in some kind of no-sex cult, if you remember right. the controversy over Shania Twain. Yeah. I don't know. Just another... Another, uh, yeah, and it's, it's a technique that these people are using, but they're also dog whistling. They're you know, signaling that yeah, this is what they believe. And you know, I talk a lot about when I was a young man and stuck a toe in the music industry. And you know, the further up you got, the darker it gets. Yeah, and you realize that yeah, these people that have these big contracts, you know, what what are they really mixed up in? And then you you know, like I said, the higher up you get, the darker it gets, and suddenly well, you're running. I was going to say, in that particular video, she's, the lyrics say, have a brown-eyed girl, have a blue-eyed boy, got to really go psycho, give it a whirl, something like that. And she's spinning the, the finger by the ear, you know, like crazy, mm-hmm. you know, the sign for crazy. And there's all these little girls in the audience just, like, reaching for her. And it zooms out, and there's this hand that's, like, pumping toward her crotch. It's, it's pretty <laughs> in her satin, short, skin-tight outfit. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is, you know, the pedophilia aspect as well as the there child you sacrifice, you know, that this is yeah. part of that as well. Yeah, and I'll let you go. So we'll, all right, we're going into a break. Thanks. Good call. Bye. Thanks, Mr. Mike. You have a great weekend. Okay, you're, we'll be back after these messages. tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. 
Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks and buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Mama, hey, mama, come looking for me. I'm here in the meadow by the red maple tree. Mama, hey mama, look sharp, here I be. Hey, hey, mama, look sharp. Them soldiers, they fired, oh my, did we run? But then we turned round and the battle begun. Then I went under, oh my, am I done? Hey, hey, mama, look sharp. My eyes are wide open, my face to the sky. Is that you I'm hearing in the tall grass nearby? Mama, come find me before I do die. Hey, hey. Mama, look sharp. I'll close your eyes, my Billy. Them eyes that cannot see, and I'll bury you, my Billy, beneath the maple tree. 
You're listening to Incendiary Radio with Robert Rayvault. Mr. Rayvault has taken the night off. I'm your guest host, Mr. Frederick C. Blackburn, a.k.a. Blackbird9. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us tonight on this very special Mother's Day episode. And we're going to continue uh, talking about this idea of ritual sacrifice and is this part of a culture, and are they currently waging war on us? And, you know, the idea of a woman you know, having to go search for their child is one of the most archetypal terrors. You know, it's our old brain of, you know, our children being abducted and, you know, you know sacrificed, etc. So when we look in our timelines, you know, in 425 B.C., Herodotus, we're always told that, oh, Herodotus, you have to believe everything Herodotus says. Well, Herodotus says the Hebrews sacrificed humans to their god Moloch. And, of course, if you throw out that hate fact, you know, you're an anti-Semite, right? And then in 169, the Jewish historian Josephus records that during the Greek wars, you know, the king Antiochus uh, was plundering the temple and found a Greek lion on a bed in a secret chamber that was being fattened up for a ritual sacrifice, right? Uh, So then, you know, when we look at... uh, the actual date of when people think that Jesus was born, uh, you get a, you know, either a 9 or 11 or an 11 9. So you have this Kabbalistic curse that they're using to curse the day that Jesus was born. And so you see recurring this idea of 9 11 or 11 9 in all of these orchestrated hits, like when Meyer Lansky's and Lucky Luciano took over organized crime in America. That was a 9-11. When uh, September 11th, 9-11, you know, they launched the Odin Yenin plan, the New Pearl Harbor. That, of course, was 9-11. Also in the Paul is Dead on the drumhead, when you put the mirror on it, it's 119, he die, and points to Paul, which is, of course, most people think that that is uh, 11th of, uh, excuse me, the 9th of November. And that's when the I Am A Phony group was slated to release their big expose film, The Revelation, in 2012. But that got stopped at the last minute by court order. And then in 7 to 2 BC, you know, St. Matthew records the uh, the uh, massacre of the innocents, where, you know, King Herod, you know, put to death all male children two years old and under, you know, to try to keep you know, the birth of the Christ from happening. And then, of course, if you're looking at martyrdom, you know, Jesus uh, dying in 30 or 33 A.D., being crucified on Calvary, and 70 A.D., Jerusalem being defeated by Rome and the temple destroyed. And then in 135 A.D., uh, Jerusalem totally destroyed, and the diaspora begins. And these people are a revenge culture. They revenge you know, they vowed never again and total revenge against the people who did this to them. That's not a forgiving culture. 
Then uh, you have Arianus composing the official Christian Bible in 180. And then 374, St. Ambrose would describe the Jews as the Jews are the most worthless of all men. They are lecherous, greedy, and rapacious. They are perfidious murderers of Christ. They worship the devil. Their religion is a sickness. The Jews are an odious assassins of Christ. And for killing God, there is no expiation, no possible, no indulgence or pardon. Christians may never cease vengeance, and the Jew must live in servitude forever. God always hated the Jews. It is essential that all Christians hate them, end quote. Very different from what you hear from Reverend John Hagee, who is being handled by Ehud Barak's cousin, David Brog, who also does the Young Maccabees on the college universities, you know, going after people like me that try to talk about 9-11 truth, right? So then you see that you know, after this point, you know, you have expulsion after expulsion. 1182, the Jews are expelled from France. 1290, they're expelled from England. 1306, they're expelled from France again. 1307, all the Knight Templars are rounded up. 1481, you have the Spanish Inquisition. That's supposedly so horrible. That was a rule of law that said, yes, these people are doing this. Look at the court records. Don't just believe what that Jewish professor says, that they were being unjustly persecuted for their religion. No. And instead of being humbled about it, in 1489, you have the Grand Sanhedrin issuing their big letter to basically weaponize Jews against Christians, white Europeans, for out all eternity, you know, and saying, you know, make your uh, sons merchants, they may despoil Christians of their goods. Make your sons doctors and apothecaries, they may take away Christian lives. Make your sons canons and clerics, may they destroy the churches. Make your sons advocates and lawyers, so they can interfere with affairs of state and put Christians under Jewish yoke and dominate the world and be avenged on them, right? And then in 1492, they're expelled from France, right? Unfortunately, in uh, 1656, they got came back into England. And it was uh, in 1666 that you had the Great Fire of London. And the same year, Zabotai Zevi, who declared evil more powerful than good and declared himself the Jewish Messiah, said that, you know, the Jews would have their revenge on the Christians, right? 1694, you had the creation of the Bank of England, completely Jewish controlled. 1717, the Grand Lodge of England's established. And interesting that exactly 200 years later, in 1917, you would have King George introducing the chivalry order of the most excellent order of the British Empire that Sir Bill is quite affluent in, right? So, you know, we see this run-up to how did these secret societies get into, you know, England and so we see from the city of London that that was all Jewish controlled. And so later, when after World War II, you would see that city of London basically manipulating the youth of England into their device. You know, and so you see this whole Calergi plan, Cloward Piven plan, being imposed on the children, you know, the youth of the UK through pop music and pop culture. And out of this, you have the Beatles, right? 
And everybody, that, you know, this is just a study in Edward Bernays' marketing to begin with. That's why one of the things I find you know, Beatles' history so fascinating about is just the way they were marketed. You know, they were sold to us. And then to find out that there was this very, very dark side to all of this that's being revealed through the I am a phony group is quite, you know, just amazing to me. And like we talk about, you know, just what the songs were saying backwards, right? And that this was a technique that they were using. And so when we look at uh, what changed when uh, the I am a phony group came online in uh, 2006, uh, we find that Neil Aspinall, who was the guy in control of Apple and Northern Songs, he was dying of cancer. And the story goes that he wanted to tell the truth. And so he put together a group called the I Am A Phony Group. And the first thing that uh, they appeared on was YouTube with the series. Uh, this was July 23rd. Uh, 2006 in a series called the Rotten Apple series, which was just short little you know, clips, montages of Apple material, right? Showing the Beatles, but showing a different side of them. And there were actually codes in the titles of the hundred plus videos, right? And so they, uh, this group was sending cryptic messages talking about, you know, things that were going on and when the release date was then, uh, 2008 in March, Neil Aspinall dies from cancer, and then uh, 2008 is when Paul McCartney and Heather Mills divorced, and she did that very cryptic threat that if anything happened to her, she had a box of information that would be released on Paul, right? And 2008, on September 16th, the cryptic Admiral Albert channel appears on YouTube with a curious collection of short animated videos entitled Paul is Dead at the End of the World, Episodes 1 through 16. Again, the Admiral Albert. And again, Albert was this serial killer like Jack the Ripper that... Sir Bill apparently idolizes, right? And then in 2008, September, on the 25th, Paul McCartney plays in Israel, and the Beatles had been banned since 1964, and this was the Friendship First concert, right? Then um, in uh, a cryptic uh, poster known as Son of Always, starts posting cryptic messages about the I Am A Phony project in July 2010. Uh, then uh, the 2010, the I Am A Phony group releases a documentary called The Wing Beetle. Then 2011, they released the right album of Beatles songs played backwards. That was uh, album one and two. And then, like I said, in 2012, the... Uh, on November 11th, they were supposed to release the revelation that got blocked by court order, and there was this unknown date. Uh, then in 2012, they started releasing an extended version of the Wing Beetle with more material. Then uh, in 2016 on November, that's when I did the first episode uh, called Episode 47, The Curious Case of I Am a Phony. 
And then uh, on the 29th, excuse me, on the 17th of June in 2019, the Jewish Ford runs the story, happy 7-7th birthday to Paul McCartney, if you know, Kabbalistically, seven 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 and seven 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 are huge Kabbalistic numbers and huge significant birthdays in that scene. So, for the forward to uh, put a uh, article out, "Happy seventy seventh birthday to Paul McCartney, the Jewish Beatle," you know that was kind of significant. Then, back in uh, November ninth, twenty twenty two, I did a uh, three part series and brought in some guests on St. Paul and Sir Bill, another 9-11. So uh, look for that in the Breakfast Club archives, 289, St. Paul and Sir Bill, another 9-11. Then uh, on the 7th of February, 2023, this is when we started seeing movement in the long dormant I Am A Phony group site. Like I said, they uh, made changes to the website, the iamaphony.com, then the description of the I Am A Phony YouTube channel is changed to Everything Begins in Spring, then they released the long-awaited uh, reversed copy of Obla Diablo uh, Da off the 68 White Album, and it is entitled I Am A Phony 23, and when you play it, it's basically lyrics go, I devil, you devil, we all devils. And like I said earlier, the 23 is significant of the two Pauls and the three remaining Beatles. And it had the cryptic message in the video description reading, News in no eternity. So N-E-W-S in no eternity. So uh, those are the um, very cryptic uh, changes. And when you look at the I Am A Phony site, uh the things that have changed was the introduction of the new song. They uh, put in a the sixth copy of the Wing Beetle, a link to the Ride album. But what's very significant is a new image of Paul McCartney that looks like it may have been artificially artificial intelligence generated, but basically has an obvious Paul McCartney, not a Bill with a crucifix over his right shoulder, and underneath it it says, He Die. Then there is a triptych of what looks like three different views of Charles Manson. Then you have the mustache in the Love Album that when you uh, do the mirror trick on the Love Album, it shows the word code, and big code, of course, is the mustache. Then you see the original hand drawing of the time wheel for the 1968 show, The Magical Mystery Tour. And when you start digging into The Magical Mystery Tour, you realize that unlike the Yellow Submarine that the Beatles had very little to do with, The Magical Mystery Tour was completely their baby, especially Sir Bill. Right, So uh, one of the things I've been doing is going through a deep dive on Magical Mystery Tour. And we've got another caller. So, Mr. Producer, can we have Joe in Florida, please? Mr. Joe, how are you this evening? Hey, Blackbird. It's good to hear you. I'm pretty good. Um, Hey, yeah, you know, I wanted to go back to, and and thanks a lot for the uh, deep dive uh, earlier about what's going on there in North Carolina. And, And you tied it in with this whole idea of, Jews worshiping Moloch. Now, um, 
I mean, when I first heard of this idea, I thought, well, could this be true? But as you just laid out, and I've also heard it from Dr. E. Michael Jones, uh, the history, the facts are just there, okay? So uh, historically, the Jews really worshipped Moloch. And the idea was they worshipped uh, Moloch by having... Um, by sacrificing their children, and the sacrifice of the children brought them material wealth or material gain or whatever. Now, that was historically right. Now, what we have in, in our culture today, and the, the, prom, the promotion of abortion by Jews in, in our culture, right, and in Western culture, because Western culture today is ruled by Jews, is this whole same thing, right? In other words, they'll come right out and they'll say, oh, you know, uh, the, the, the importance of abortion, right, which is a, a Jewish sacrament, right, is because it basically it, 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 uh, empowers women or, you know, it gives them material uh, wealth, right? So uh, the idea of this, you know, sort of religion uh, that they're worshiping Moloch is still alive today, and that's the modern thing. Now, one of the things I thought was very hopeful that I heard Dr. Jones, E. Michael Jones, when he talked about this same exact idea was, so Roe versus Wade lasted for almost 50 years. Um, it was started by, uh, like he says, two Jews in New York City, one of Dr. Bernard Nathanson, uh, who later converted to Catholicism. But um, the idea really began in, in, in Greenwich Village in New York City uh, with the idea that they would sort of sell this thing, which obviously people always knew, and for historically, uh, it was completely immoral to murder your own child, right? But then, you know, to sell it as some kind of a positive, and, and that's really where... where it sort of came off, and somehow, somehow, inventing a right to murder your own child in the Constitution, which is a ridiculous and completely obscene idea from the very beginning, but somehow it lasted almost fifty years. And the idea that Dr. Jones talked about was, well, maybe that period where Jews worshiping their god Moloch obtained so much power in our culture came from their ritual sacrifice, from their uh, sacrifice, pushing the idea of human sacrifice, and it took hold in our culture, which, you know, before that was really a Christian-oriented culture, and and it lasted for almost 50 years, but now it's over. In other words, whatever else, you got a majority of Catholics on the Supreme Court, uh, somehow that happened, and uh, overturned out that they were sort of perfect people, or, or most of the Supreme Court justices are not even really Catholic. But anyway, it took a majority of Catholic justices, overturned the decision. And so maybe, and what do you think about this, maybe that Jewish hold over America has been broken now that it is overturned. Um, what do you think about that? Wouldn't that be wonderful? It was <laughs> that, you know, have we finally broken this iron grip? What is it, the old thing about the uh, iron fist in the velvet glove? 
Yeah, the, I feel that's what we've been under, that we've just been right. squeezed and squeezed and squeezed, and now we're seeing the reality of who these people are. Have we broken through that grip? And it was because of this idea of mass murder of children at all these levels that have finally motivated the American people and the you know, white countries around the world to stand up to this. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to be overly optimistic. I'm not I'm sort of uh, naive about the idea, but it is it is a kind of a hopeful thought that now that, you know, if you believe, right, if you believe that this is actually what happened, right, so that you can get, you know, there demons, when you worship demons, they can give certain types of power to people. So the demon, uh, Moloch, who Jews have worshipped and still worship, um it gave this power to Jews in America to have this grip over our culture, which is really only about, I mean, I think it's only about the last 75 years. Maybe it goes back further, but it really sort of is now so evident that it's impossible to ignore. We live in a polluted Jewish sewer culture is the way I normally put it. Um, but it's interesting that that maybe maybe with that, of course, now the, the abortion battle is turning to the states, et cetera, et cetera. But I have a feeling that something has changed. That that people are are you know there is a space even if you talk about Dave Chappelle and Kanye West or Ye West, and there is a little bit of room where people can actually talk about Jewish behavior and Jewish power. Uh, Dr. Patrick Slattery talks about the idea that the real way, the only thing necessary to sort of destroy Jewish power is to talk about it openly. And most of my life, I'm about the same age as you, most of my life, it was completely verboten. There's no way to even mention that. All right. Great call, Mr. Joe. We are out of time. Thanks for calling in. Great comments. Thanks to RBN for having me tonight, and tip of the hat to the great Robert Rayvolt for letting me uh, man the mic tonight. Hope everyone has a wonderful week, and until next time, I'll see you all at the rendezvous. Changed my mind, but Mama tried. One and only rebel child from a family meek and mild. My mama seemed to know what lay in store. Despite all my Sunday learning. Towards the bad I kept on turning Till mama couldn't hold me anymore I turned 21 in prison Doing life without parole No one could steer me right But mama tried, mama tried Mama tried to raise me better But her pleading I denied That leaves only me to blame Cause mama tried Dear old daddy, rest his soul Left my mom a heavy load She tried so very hard to fill his shoes Working hours without rest Wanted me to have the best She tried to raise me right, but I refused The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. 
Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.